Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bedtime Stories. This one is entitled The Amazing Adventures of Culture My Arts. Let's begin. Once upon a time, there was an outlandish ragtag radio show called Culture My Arts. It was a program brimming with kooky characters and curious chronicles. At the beginning of every single show is a bizarre introduction which piques the listener's interest. Suddenly, we hear a quaint symphonic theme tune which sounds a little something like this. Music. What's your spirit animal? Tupac Shakur. Film. Yeah, but I have uh, Godzilla on Blu-ray. Opinion. Don't be silly. And other things. It's Culture My Arts. Your latest culture headlines. Man disguises house with giant moustache. That's in Grazia. Rights for singer song of sixpence sold for sixpence. And finally, this week's Guardian is a limited eco-friendly edition. All 60 pages are made from recyclable aluminium and it weighs three stone. Those are your culture headlines. Salutations, esteemed comrades. It's Culture My Arts, the radio show which highlights the mind-boggling realm of arts and culture with one of those glittery pens. Now, personally, I have never bothered with vaccines. I quite like my mumps. They give me a chiselled jawline. However, after a recent flare-up of mad cow disease, it's never been so opportune to be immune. Here's Poppy Cox to inject your first dose of news. News. Vaccines. Are they what they vaccine? That's the question bursting out of every available orifice in the country. As this week, the Asdabisto vaccine is released to fight the ongoing spread of mad cow disease. The deadly viral illness resurfaced after a cow called Winston became particularly mad when losing a game of FIFA on his Xbox. Here's a clip. Winston, what are you doing on your Xbox? Calm down, Winston, it's just a game! In response to the outbreak, the Prime Minister rolled out vaccines immediately and many rushed to get injected with some sweet immunity juice. However, there was some reservation among the average geezer who felt the needle was evil. I won't touch that vaccine. Alright, how dare anyone verbally advise me a recommended course of action? It's oppressive fascism. What about my freedom? Maybe I don't want to be immune to a virus, of which I have a very basic understanding. At the end of the day, my body's a temple. I don't put anything foreign or disgusting in here. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to stay safe in the pub, eat my curry and drink my carlin. Okay, behave where we are. And if any of you Nazis want to try and jab me, well, I'll give you a jab my own. 
Yeah, come on, what? Jab, jab, jab. Yeah, what? Come on then. You scared or something? Yeah, round ass kick. Jab, 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 jab. Can you stop? Staggeringly, the vaccine rollout did seem to have some adverse effects, with thousands of deaths occurring in the south of England, comprising exclusively of vaccinated people. Many journalists, such as myself, sought to find answers, but to no avail. Poppy Cox here, exclusively interviewing this man, who is dead. So, firstly, how does it feel to be dead? Take your time. I imagine it's hard to put into words. From the outside looking in, it seems quite boring to be dead. What are your thoughts? Can you still have thoughts? Do you think the vaccine was the cause of death? Thank you for talking to me. I'm Poppy Cox. Back to you, Poppy Cox. The recently departed were mostly useless in identifying their cause of death. Alive scientists, on the other hand, were much more useful. After an independent analysis from some smart cookie chemists, it transpired that the Astabisto vaccine had a dark, flavourful secret. Well, when you put the Astabisto vaccine under a microscope, you can see these tiny particles floating in the serum. They didn't look like mad cow cells, so I extracted a few hundred of them to take a closer look. As I did this, I noticed they emitted a strong odour. It smelt of beef. That's when it clicked. These particles are gravy granules. It turns out the Astabisto vaccine is actually Bisto from Asda. And what is the physical effect of injecting gravy granules into a human's veins? Well, naturally, it transforms the bloodstream into a tasty, thick, meaty broth. Far too thick for most human hearts to pump. Clearly, these deaths are due to clots in the veins. Because of gravy blood? Yes! Because of gravy blood, yes! With a vaccine better served as Bovril, attention turned to the pharmaceutical company who bodged up its production. Dr Jake Goat, your company, Woodstock Outlet, manufactured the vaccine. How did you get it so horribly wrong? Listen, it was a mistake. We knew that for humans to produce antibodies, you need a tiny bit of the virus source. Well, the virus spawned from cows. You know, cows, beef, gravy. We just ran with it. How could your company be so incompetent? It's not our fault we know the health secretary. He gave us the contract. How did he trust a numpty like you? Well, we did a good job on his office. What? Woodstock Outlet. We're an interior design business. But I thought you were a doctor. I'm a doctor, yes. Of architecture. Hospitals were flooded as thousands of gravy-related blood clots occurred in the south of England. However, in the north, no such blood clots occurred. Doctors ran tests on many vaccinated northerners, but they were all diagnosed as perfectly healthy by northerner standards. Medical specialists attributed the Norse survival to regional diet trends. So, this is Betty. She's a vaccinated northerner, but as you can see, she's perfectly healthy. Well, it's amazing, isn't it? You can't make it up. I had that ruddy vaccine that they said was killing all them southerners like. So they brought me here to hospital. Well, I didn't half have the willies. I thought it was curtains. Good night, Bradford. Yes, we tested Betty's blood as soon as she got here, and it turns out, by virtue of being a northerner, her blood was already made out of gravy. That's right. I have gravy on everything. Pie and gravy, mash and gravy, salad with a gravy dressing, 
gravy sandwiches, chocolate souffle and gravy, squid and gravy, gravy and gravy. Oh, I don't half love gravy. They have such a blocky character, these northerners. You can't help but be endeared by them. Betty, what message do you have for towns like Colchester? Due to gravy blood clots, their population has fallen so low, the city council is made up of newborn babies and cats in senior positions. To the southerners, I say, that'll teach you for having mayonnaise on your chips, you mucky so-and-sos. The Asdabusto vaccine has ravaged the southern coast, and England has now been declared a northern republic. Finally, an advantage to being from Carlisle. Poppy Cox, Newsplat. For a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Culture my arts? Yes, culture my arts. That was a chuffing great. Tart at Poppy Coxford story. <laughs> See, I'm already picking it up. It's culture my arts. Before we move on, quick educational clip, as this week NATO has officially released a reformed phonetic alphabet to suit modern sensibilities. Here's just a few of the letters. A is for arithmetic. B is for Brian. C is for... Carphone Warehouse D is for Derek E is for Ecstasy F is for Frontal Nudity G is for Grieve H Herpes I is for I. J is for Jeremy. More of that, never. Now I'm often aghast at the music of the youth, bemused how such talentless Buster Browns managed to amass fame. However, I'm unashamed to say that I requested this next band to sign my left breast. They've yet to reply. Jared Niceman perturbs. The Tunstall Peapods are Stoke-on-Trent's based duo pioneering the new kidney punk movement arising in urban Britain. It's a genre of music all about beer, brawn and bellowing anger. I went to speak to them ahead of a record-breaking sellout gig at Wembley Stadium. I got a place from a malapets winky, a winky winky, a winky winky, over up my car with your tongue. Your number one single, Elephant's Winky, is very clever, isn't it? Fantastic political commentary on animal rights. Of course, the elephant being a representation of animals and the winky being a metaphor for 
changing social attitudes. Tell me more about that. Uh, um, uh, um, what? Well, it's not actually about that, is it, Johnny? No! We were just on Google Images, weren't we? Yeah, we were on Google Images, scrolling through, looking at the elephants, and we just noticed the obvious! Oh, they're very, very beautiful, very beautiful and very well-endowed creatures! But you know, we, we also thought if an elephant's winky knocked you on the head, well, it'd come quite keen, wouldn't it? It'd come off! And so we made a song about it! Winky winky! Oh, winky winky! Uh, Yes! Big coconuts! Many reviewers are commenting on your gritty, stripped-down sound, which is complex, but simple, in an intricate, but effortlessly boring and entertaining way. I don't know. Well, it was fate, really, that we'd sound this way. Because of a deep, emotional connection to certain sounds. No! No, no, because uh, we don't know how to play any instrument or thing. So uh, this really is all we can do. Amazing, fantastic, amazing, brilliant. And what about the very profound themes in your lyrics? Well, I basically just talk about anything that's annoyed me that day. Or anything I've seen on the internet. My club card's gone! I want the voucher, though I want the voucher! Balls! Not in the wallet! My club card's gone! I think I left it in the glove A lot of religious people are calling your songs devil music. What's your response? Well, you did meet the devil, didn't you, Rob? Did I? Yeah! On the drugs! On the drugs! You, you did the drugs! On the drugs? Yeah, on the drugs! Oh, yeah, on the drugs! Yeah, you did the drugs! That's it, yeah! Yeah, it was very nice, wasn't it? A nice fella! Overall, yeah, I was very surprised by how well kept hell was. Open plan, roaring fire, and I've got to say, the musical collaboration between Amy Winehouse and Mozart was a real treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was way better than heaven, innit? Heaven was rubbish. Fish and loaves all over oh, the shop. Fish and loaves. They made far too many. Jesus, he was very polite. But he always had crumbs all down his caftan. To be fair, the devil did keep spilling ketchup on his bib. Mucky! Mucky devil! Mucky Saucy devil! devil. Saucy no, devil! Saucy Mucky as well! Mucky as well! He was mucky! Balance a stella on my toddler's head! Stub out sinks on war and pace! Spit on the fella that keeps looking at me! So, 
How much are you looking forward to your first ever headline gig at Wembley Stadium? Wembley? 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 We're playing Wembley! Wembley! Johnny! Wembley? Where are we playing that? Um, you guys are playing tonight. Wembley! 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 No, no, Wembley! Tonight! No! Wembley. Wembley. No, Wembley, Wembley. Yes, Wembley, Wembley. 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 We're not ready to play Wembley. We're playing Wembley, right? Wembley. Wembley. Where are the men? Wembley. Wembley. I hate Wembley. (laughs) No, not Wembley. I better charge up the iPod Touch. What do you mean? I've been kicked out of the library I've been kicked out of the library Library Oh, they're so charismatic Hi, I'm Frank Sod And I understand that this radio show is a difficult listen which can have disturbing effects on you and your immediate family. That's why we've set up a helpline to nurture those poor souls suffering with Culture My Arts. Our resident agony aunt Vicky mans the phones 24-7. Let's hear some of the great work she's doing right now. Hello, Culture My Arts helpline. Hello, my name's Alan. And I listen to Culture My Arts. It's been a few weeks of listening now, and I can finally say I can get through the first episode and only throw up twice. Well done, Alan. Remember to keep attending the CMAA meetings. Follow the 69-step program, and eventually you'll be able to listen to Culture My Arts without irritable bowels, developing pus-filled sores and being overwhelmed by guilt and worthlessness. Hello, Culture My Arts helpline, Aunt Vicky speaking. Hello, Aunt Vicky. Sophie here. So, I really like listening to Culture My Arts, but my family hate me for it. Absolutely hate me for it. To be sure, it's a very tense living environment. Hi, Sophie. A sea of twinkles. Well, the first thing to do is organise a family meeting to talk through the issues surrounding Culture My Arts. If you're saying the atmosphere is very tense, a great way to relax is a nice soak in the tub. So how about you hire a jacuzzi and have the meeting in there? That should reduce the awkwardness tenfold. Hello, Culture My Arts Helpline. Hi, Vicky. I'm Caleb. I'm such a huge fan. I've recently started Series 1 of Culture My Arts, and now... (laughs) The voices are telling me to kill, kill, kill! Oh dear, 
That does sound terrible. It is something that's rather common in Culture My Arts fans. You either grow to tolerate your demons, or you end up incarcerated. One great way to stave the bloodlust is to commit arson. Remember, we don't want to hurt people as they're potential Culture My Arts fans. So instead, target a barn or an empty block of flats that were abandoned because of asbestos. If that doesn't rid you of your desire for inflicting pain, try stabbing an earthworm with a cleaver. If you cut it cleanly, the worm will split and regenerate into two worms, harming nobody. You guys are a bunch of freaks. My heart goes out to you. Thanks, Vicky, for your brilliant work. Here at Culture My Arts, we're ever dedicated to ending suffering. Now, we're proud to announce our recent sponsorship with fast fashion brand Woohoo.com. As part of the multi-nothing pound deal, we're legally obliged to play this recruitment advert. Are you a budding craftsperson looking to climb the ladder? Do you have no other options slash nothing? Why not bring you and your equally destitute family to the new Woohoo Fashion Camps? <laughs> I mean, uh, Academy. Gain great work experience for your CV. Ah, oh, Woohoo. I've worked until I can work no more, and then carried on working after that. It's the kind of determination and perseverance that'll look great for future employers when they decide to set me free. Okay, I'll carry on working. Just take the leeches off me knob. Learn additional skills for your life and career, such as massage. I've picked 14 barnacles off the duty manager's bunions, and he said he'll increase my on-shift pool allowance to two per month. Brilliant! I was running out of pants! At Woohoo, you can learn a new language. Woohoo has put me in charge of staff pay, and it's helped me so much with communicating with people from all walks of life. Uh, привет. Hello, what's the minimum wage in your country? Uh, Will you take half? <laughs> Excellent, eh? Take your work across the world with the Woohoo Travel Scheme. The Woohoo Fashion Camp oh, Academy gives us the great opportunity to work abroad. This year, they've moved my factory placement to Switzerland, where it's the lowest corporation tax in Europe. I'm so excited, because now they're saving on tax, the wealth will trickle down, and I'll be able to earn more money for my family. Won't I, Master? Foreman! I, I meant foreman! No need to worry about the pay rise for your family. Your wife and kids have been relocated to the factory in Hungary. Oh no. I'm really gonna miss them. Ah, uh, but they will have a great CV. Refuel at break time and eat in the luxury Woohoo Workers Cafe. I love the Workers' Cafe because it's full of yummy gubbins for me belly. And they only put a little bit of anthrax in me porridge. Now my toenails glow and I can see where I'm weighing in the dark. I've had a proper laugh with it. 
but they're gonna have to shoot me dead as a precaution in case I escape and write to me MP. After a hard day's work, proudly sing the woohoo anthem with pride. I live to sow this knitting for the honor of my father's name. Salute and manufacturing coats, hail your mother's embroidery. There's love in every hand, there's joy in every stitch, there's love in every hand, and there is joy in every stitch. Stand for woohoo, stand for woohoo. The Woohoo Fashion Camp Academies. Clothe your beautiful nation. Sounds good to me, Frank Sod. Later on the Culture My Arts Network, we're premiering a new show called Talking Shit. We illegally mic'd up two adjacent toilet cubicles and recorded the conversations. Their lips are looser than their sphincters. Have a listen to this clip. I've got such a big dick. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Oi, oi. Do you? Yeah? Well, you know, it does depend on the temperature. Yeah, yeah. Well, same, to be honest. It's certainly more flattering in the summer. Yeah. What's your name? Uh, James. You? Bill. It's nice to just talk sometimes. You know? Yeah. I don't know why I feel the need to posture all the time, you know. I've had eight beers tonight because I'm with my pals. I don't even like beer. I like porn star martinis. Well, that's it. Like, I'm here watching the football with the lads and I'm just not enjoying it. The worst thing is, I had tickets for the Palace Theatre tonight, but I sacked it off. Can't face going on my own. Wait. Tonight? To see Moulin Moulin Rouge? Rouge. Yes! Yes! It's one of the best shows on the West End! Well, I bloody hope so with five drama desk awards. I've heard the choreography is beautiful. I've still got the tickets. We we could just go now. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's just go to the theatre. Together. Let's do it. Are you finished? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Just wiping. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so when we leave these cubicles, we kiss goodbye to this pub politics bollocks. It's just me, you, and the red curtains of Broadway. On three? One, two, three. What, 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 what were you playing at in there, Moulin Rouge? Do me a favour. Nah, nah, dream on, dream on, sunshine. 
That, that was all you. Nah, nah, fuck off. <laughs> nah, fuck off. Nah, fuck off. Oh, fuck off. Nah, fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, shut up, you dickhead. That's on later, whenever you feel like. Okay, time to end the show on a delicious note. As next, we have a live cooking segment with special guest chef Andrea Tart. We can let our ears take a quick jog over to Studio 2, where Eleanor Thorne has built a kitchen from scratch. How long did that take, Eleanor? 14 hours! I almost lost a finger setting up the mandolin! Excellent! And has the kitchen been risk assessed? Absolutely not! This kitchen contravenes at least 37 health and safety regulations. I hope I don't die. Yeah, no, same. But if you do, let's hope it's a nice, easy gas leak. Fingers crossed. Are you going to do your segment now, Elle? I'd quite like to play Snake on a retro Nokia I found in a skip. Of course. I'm Eleanor Thorne, and beside me is the culinary queen herself, Andrea Tart who's going to do a live cooking demonstration for us today because that definitely works on radio. Thank you, Eleanor. Truly electrifying to be here. Yes, sorry about that. I've not done a great job of the wiring in this kitchen. Regardless, we'll crack on. What are you whipping up for us? Well, my first recipe is a giant, juicy cock van for us both. Now... I've been sitting on this cock van recipe for a while, and I'm busting with excitement to share it with you on the show. Right. Um, how do we start then? So, we need to prepare the chicken. Let's pull apart these two thighs. And we really want to get all the flavors. So let's beat this meat. Make sure you're beating it nice and hard. So, Andrea, perhaps you'd like to answer the public criticism that you are purposefully salacious in order to attract viewers. Salacious? I'm not abreast of such rumours. You just did it again. Oh, I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Anyway, stop distracting me while I mix uh, this sauce. I'm getting cream all over me. Oh, pull the other one, Andrea. Only if you ask nicely. You know what you're doing, Andrea. You've put a bikini on that uncooked chicken for crying out loud. That's just (laughs) dressing. Let's be real. Why is it you're venerated by sleazy men? They're generous men who want to cook for their significant others. They hear it from my mouth, so they can stuff their wives' mouths with food. Purely innocent. Really? Your last hardback was called Feed the Mascarpone. Oh, come on. That was just tongue and cheeks? Does this not reduce the craft of culinary arts to a base level? Why must famous female chefs be sexualized? Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't see Gordon Ramsay spewing such filth in his kitchen. Oh, I don't know. 
I've been to visit. It can get quite steamy. Enough! You're a great cook, Andrea. You can be successful off the back of your talents. Do you need to do this? I know I'm a good cook. It's just... Just what? You don't understand. There are higher powers at work. What the hell was that? Ooh. Now that banged so hard, didn't it? Tart, what's going on? Stop asking questions. You're going to get us all killed. What? Do you really think I want to make obscene food puns all day? Then just stop, you melon. I can't. I have to do what I'm told. You see, I'm being controlled. All media is. By who? Ah, I am Rupert Murdoch. Andrea <laughs> Tart, what do you think you're bloody doing? This isn't selling cookbooks to page three sun readers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rupert. It won't happen again. I should have guessed. Why don't you bog off, Rupert? People don't need your ancient attitudes anymore. I don't care about other people's needs. <laughs> you clearly haven't made your wife happy in a very long time. My wife is an animatronic construction made to give the illusion that I can feel human emotion. I can feel nothing but power. Power running all the way through me. I sowed the seeds of dogmatic intolerance into our society, manipulating everything you read, hear, and see. <laughs> everything, everything but this radio show. Eleanor Thorne, you have always fought against injustice with Villa, but power always wins. <laughs> hell's going on? Someone's censoring our stream! Which is a ridiculous notion when you consider we're a pre-recorded podcast, but by Jove it's happening! Frank Sod! Murdoch? What's happened to Eleanor? And Andrea? <laughs> they are concussed! Soon to be killed by toxic guests filling the kitchen! <laughs> oh, it was all too easy! Mainly because the piping was poorly assembled. <laughs> and now, Frank Sod, it is your turn. Me? But I'm a man. What did I do? You created this radio show. <laughs> Which, aside from being weird and crap, is a satire of the media. Henceforth. Holding kingpins like myself to account in a way which is unpalatable. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not satire. We mean it all. Even the libelous and non-politically correct bits. Even then, if if you're ever featured in Culture My Arts, Rupert, I, I guarantee we'd write something really nice. We would. Folly. How do I know you won't give me 
a strange and gratuitous evil villain accent. <laughs> no, Zod, it is time for you and this ruddy show to die. <laughs> ah, Phil Rupert's scythe. Take that, Murkock. Have some of them apples! Thorn? Tart? But what about the gas leak? I think I may have fitted the boiler wrong. Lucky for us, most of the carbon monoxide seems to have leaked into the petting zoo next door. Result! And how did you kill Rupert? Chopsticks! Right through the heart. They're stainless silver, so he's definitely dead. I was going to use them for the juicy pork balls recipe later on. Andrea, you don't have to do that anymore. Oh, yes. I'm free. Wow. So after all this time, it looks like the media is liberated from agenda. Guess we can finally leak that story about all the high-profile celebrities involved in an underground cult controlled by... Did you really think it would be that easy? This weird and crap show makes me laugh. Not only with its well-timed and biting social commentary, but with its naivety. Zuckerberg, Gates. Come, my children, put an end to culture, my hearts. Yes, Master Putin. Gosh, bit of a scary story, wasn't it? Well, thank you for listening. That was The Amazing Adventures of Culture My Arts. Until next time, sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs>